People of the world, welcome to Marketing No Send It Rising Live, episode 365. Can you believe it? We've made it this far. Our guest on the show today, Natasha Davis, is the chief visionary, which I don't know if you are into law of attraction, sort of manifesting the future, but let me tell you, it's worked for me and I hope it's worked for you. Um, she's going to walk us through her 12 years um, as a uh, emergency and trauma nurse. Can you imagine what she's seen and transitioning all of that into the CEO and founder of Impact Branding Consulting? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Natasha Davis. Let's go. Hey there. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes, I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Um, we're in the midst of a pandemic. Mm hmm. And you transitioned out of nursing prior to that. When did that happen exactly? Oh, that happened a good amount of time. So many years ago, I entered into the world, the professional world as a registered nurse, worked in emergency and trauma. And a little over 15 years ago, I realized that there was a little bit more to me and I needed to bring my talents and package them for the business community. So about uh, 15 years ago, I transitioned over to the entrepreneurship space, uh, got over to entrepreneurship world, found out that being a self-employed person is a broke place to be. And then I, I learned how to become a businesswoman and an actual CEO. And uh, with the launch of my third company, which we have now is Impact Branding Consulting. Good for you. Um, I, as a former teacher, I find myself wondering why more teachers don't make the jump into business because they have a lot of the skills that mm. um, are needed in the business world, i.e. management, infinite patience, everything you do in lesson planning, organization, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but it's scary. People are terrified of, of making that jump. And I think nurses, you could make the same argument. Um, you have to be incredibly well organized. You have to be infinitely patient. Um, and uh, it's not easy to deal with the stresses of that particular work environment. Right. Um, how would you compare the two worlds? You know, to be honest, um, being a registered nurse and a trauma nurse actually prepared me to be a very effective uh, business owner. And what I learned in nursing, I had to be a critical thinker. I had to know how to make efficient decisions. I had to learn how not to waste. That was really important. I had to also be able to identify a problem and fix it immediately, you know, really looking at the biggest issue and finding the, the solution and applying that solution because time is of the essence. And that's true with business as well. You know, a, a delayed decision could be a delay that actually cripples the business. It could also uh, hold the company back for, for many, many years. Case in point, as you mentioned, we're uh, in the thick of a pandemic. We Who would have thought we would still be here uh, so many years later, but we're still dealing with the pandemic. Unfortunately, people who did not understand the truth and reality of pivoting and what that really meant, you know, it just became this real sexy word that everyone used. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to pivot. But nobody knew what that really meant. And it was the ones that knew what that really meant. They pivoted and they were able to um, save their business and were able to get through uh, the, the heavy hit of the pandemic and to survive. Those that did not understand it, who just thought it was a sexy word or thought, I don't even like that word. Well, they never pivoted. And today, unfortunately, they're not even in existence. Mm -hmm. There's this beautiful, I, I agree with that. And I think that's uh, fascinating. I am reminded of something by Elon Musk. There's a quote mm -hmm. I saw the other day where he was in this room and, you know, I love Elon. I just do. I, not, he's not a, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he's definitely my kind of cup of tea. Right. <laughs> anyway, so he's standing up there and they're asking him like, 
oh, entrepreneurship, you know, it's because it, we kind of worship entrepreneurship in this country, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's, I mean, people just get down on their knees and it's like all right. hail the, the mighty entrepreneur. Yeah. And I was talking to um, uh, a Taiwanese friend of mine and she said, um, teachers get that sort of love in mm -hmm. Taiwan and China where mm -hmm. they're the knowledge holders. And so they get all the love. So anyway, back to the Elon Musk quote, um, he this person was asking about whether or not they should be an entrepreneur. And he said, well, do you wake up? with tons of passion for whatever it is. And uh, the person's like, uh, you know, and he's like, if you need someone to motivate you to do whatever it is, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. You shouldn't even be an entrepreneur. If you need to be motivated. And I love, and I remember that. I, I love how he said that. He's like, you know, someone say, oh, how do you stay motivated in business? He's like, if you need to, someone to motivate you, you don't need to be in business. So, you know, the motivation is waking up every day, knowing that, you you know, I can apply this passion. I can apply this skill. I can impact some lives. I can change some lives. That is the motivation, you know, being able to fulfill my long dreams and and to live those things out to see it manifest before my eyes that is the motivation and i tell people even on my hardest day uh in business and my roughest quarter in business i still love what i do and i get up and do it every day i'm not turning back <laughs> yeah so let's talk a little bit about the word visionary um yeah. are you a big law of attraction sort of bring it into your world person you are okay yeah. i figured because the chief visionary officer kind of brings up that sort of world which is cool and i'm, I'm for it i um i've done that multiple times in my life um and so let's chat a little bit about um the limits if there are any and if you believe there are um mm -hmm. one of the criticisms it gets is that not everyone can sit there and imagine being the president of the united states right there's one okay and mm -hmm. you know if a million people do that um, then the argument is, well, you're, you know, certain people, it's the people who do it the most, they become the winners. And in my experience, whatever visions I have, they manifest not exactly as I envision them, mm -hmm. but close enough, if that makes sense. And sometimes they go overboard. So I envisioned being a partner in my business for years. I was like, I want to be a partner. I want to be a partner. And now I own the whole thing. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Makes so sense. how do you feel about throwing the dartboard if, you know, throwing the dart at the dartboard and, and envisioning a bullseye and maybe not getting a bullseye, but winning the game, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So what I believe, um, well, because I have a nursing background, I always bring in the science piece of it, right? So we as a body, we scientifically, we are built with this little pea-like size thing that sits in the back of our head back here. It's called the reticular activating system, the RAS. Well, that reticular activating system guides us to pursue and to also see whatever it is that we desire. So for example, if I want a yellow Mustang, I'm going to start seeing Mustangs and more specifically, I'm going to start seeing yellow Mustangs. Now the yellow Mustangs have always been there. However, now you're paying attention to it because it's something that you want, right? You know, women who's like, I need a good man. I need a husband. They, the good men have always been there, but now they start seeing <laughs> the good man, right? The, the fellas that's like, I need, a, I need a good woman. Well, they were always there, but now you start seeing them because that's what you're looking for. So what I believe is when you begin to focus on what you want, whatever that what is, anything that you focus on, that is what you're going to um, obtain because your reticular activating system is going to help you to now pay more attention to it. You're going to laser focus on it. If I focus on what I don't have, I will always not have it. 
But if I focus on what I want and what I'm going after and what I intend to have, that that's what I will have. So when I throw that dart at the board, forget this little isolated piece. I want the whole board. So if I hit the outside, the inside ring, whatever I hit, guess what? Now I got the whole board. Because if I could just get on the field, I can get to my final destination. A lot of times business owners, they think if I don't get it exactly the right way, then it was not in intended to be or it's not right. One of the things that I believe is instead of always pursuing perfection, we should strive after progress. If I can throw the dart and I can get on the board, even if I'm on the outer ring, at least I'm on the board. I'm in the right space. So I believe that we should focus on what we want, not what we don't have. Focus on the things that we are excited about, not the things that annoy us. Because the things that we focus on the most, that is actually what will manifest in our lives because the reticular activating system has no other alternative but to focus on the, those things. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, one of the things you said, progress instead of perfection, I've, I've come to redefine what perfect is. Right. And, you know, because I've always felt that same way um, mm -hmm. about, you know, like we kind of like, I, or at least I kind of um, had these internal um, dialogues about what's perfect. And so now I'm starting to see like, oh, my hip hurts. Oh, look at that perfect, that little perfect <laughs> pain, right? Or that, that perfect red light that, you know, I, I slammed my brakes right. or, you know, right. um, because I can't possibly know what is happening beyond my limited field of understanding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I may have avoided a car accident, right? Because of that red light, there's no way of knowing. Exactly. And so I like to see things as perfect. And I, I do this mantra, uh, love everyone, um, love everyone, love everyone. And what I mean by that is every one community, every one mm -hmm. thing, this, this mm -hmm. is a one, right? This cup mm -hmm. of tea is a one, every one, anything that can be like broken down into a one, love everyone. Right. And, and that's been so effective for my mental health. Uh -huh. Um, because, uh, at the end of the day, it's, we can, we can choose to love what is mm. or not. Right. Exactly. That, that those are your options. Right. Right. And, and it's just absolutely wonderful. And this reticular activating system, I, you know, I've been in the sort of entrepreneurial world, um, law of attraction world, spiritual world for quite a while. And I've never heard that. So oh, you, yeah. you brought a new, uh, vocab word. And yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to check it out for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's, it's, everyone has one. Everyone has one. It just depends on what you do with it. And, um, you know, and that's the thing, a lot of people, um, you can speak to many, many different, uh, individuals who have reached their level of success. And that's the other thing. Each, person's level of success is very different. And so one of the things as business owners, we have to just be very careful that we are not, we are not trying to achieve another person's level of success. Because if it doesn't look like what you actually are hungry for, thirsty for, you're not equipped to manage it, right? Everyone can't be the Oprah's of the world. Everyone can't be the Elon Musk's of the world, but you can be the version of you of the world. And so whatever your gift or your talent is, whatever your greatness and your awesomeness is, package that and bring that to the universe because that's what's needed, right? Elon Musk isn't trying to be Oprah and Oprah isn't trying to be Elon Musk, but here's the, here's the thing. They can both be that if they want because they have the capacity and the capital to do whatever they wanna do. So with that being said, we have to learn how to define what success is for us 
individually and then go from there. Because if we don't, everything that we see will look like a version of success and therefore it will look like we are not being successful because it doesn't look like that. Um, people who do vision boards, you know, I don't need, I don't, let me not say that. I don't call it vision board parties. I don't do that. What I do is I do intentional visualization and intentional visualization is then manifested into an actual tangible representation of what's in my head and what's in my heart. It just happens to be on a board. Now I actually apply science to building a vision board, but we go after it from a place of intentional visualization. Everything that I've placed on my board that has been something that I want, I have seen it come to fruition um, as I intended. But again, most people think plop it on the board, then it's going to happen. No, you got to work at it. You have to work at it. Um, people who don't look at their short-term and long-term goals, if not every day, every week, they're missing the mark. If we don't outline our goals, here's what I'm doing, short-term and long-term we're not looking at it. That means we're not putting it in our brain. We're not thinking about it, which means the reticular activating system isn't working because it's focusing on everything else. And the decisions that we're making are not in line with where we're going. And I like to say, make decisions based on where you're going, not where you are. I love it. I love everything about it. Uh, Brad Hessen chat writes, love the outlook. Don't perfect things to death. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Um, <laughs> and what's the other thing? It's like, um, I feel as though what we look at is similar to what we eat, which I know is, sounds very strange. Uh -huh. And what we hear is similar. So it, it is to say that when we see something, we digest it. Our mm -hmm. mind digests images. When we yeah. hear things, because at the end of the day, the brain is still being stimulated in a certain way. Um, when you eat food, it, it you know receives that those sort of wavelengths. Uh, and so mm -hmm. What I mean by that is there's a diet of what we look at and there's a diet of what we hear. Mm -hmm. And then I learned this recently that not everyone has an inner monologue. I definitely have an inner monologue. That thing <laughs> is going. That thing Me is too. I'm like chatty oh. chatty over here. So definitely got one of those. Um, and so for me, mantras are a big deal because my head will be filled with something. And the question is, what should it be filled with? Should it be filled with love everyone? Um, I like to look at my life as a heavenly experiment, experience. That's my sort of thing. I'm like, this is heaven. I'm not yeah. waving around. It's not some future thing. It's not if this, then that. It's like, no, this now. This is perfect. This is perfect. Um, and and that, you know, it's I, for years, it was sort of my, my body would physically... Uh, fight against that. How could this be perfect? It's not perfect. Look at all these horrible things. Reasons why. And so it's just like lip, but it's just like lifting weights, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to be an Olympic weightlifter, you're not going to pick up 300 pounds a day. That's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to see the perfection. And then here's, here's the crazy bit. There are degrees of perfection, right? Yeah. So what I believe is perfect today can be more perfect tomorrow. How's that possible? Well, until you start seeing the world as perfect, you mm -hmm. may not understand, you know, right. like I had this crazy thing happened to me the other day. I'm not going to go into the details because it's wild. <laughs> it brought me so much closer to my loved ones. And it wow. turned out the thing was a nothing. It was an absolute nothing. But mm. what it did was because it had so much power, so much emotional power, so charged that in the end, because of the way that I reacted to it, I got so much closer uh, to people I love. That's powerful. You know, one of the things that you're saying, and, and it, I believe in it, wholeheartedly moving forward is until we embrace 
the true essence of love, um, love without limits, love without, you know, a personal agenda. Because once we can love outwardly, we can love inwardly. And once we love inwardly, we can then love outwardly. Oftentimes we find entrepreneurs, they miss the mark on truly loving themselves, loving their flaws, loving what they do, loving what they've been gifted with to do, loving how they were advised to show up in this universe and also loving the progress. You know, we have to trust the process, but we also have to respect the pause. Right. And so if we don't stop for a minute and just let me let me love where I am right now, let me love who's around me, because it, it every journey, there's a, a body of, of people, experiences, right, obstacles, opportunities that live there to shape you into the better version of self that you need for the next place. There's no way that I could be the businesswoman I am today, have the company I have today having done the things I've done that I sit here today, had I not had each of the persons that have been in my journey, whether they're still here or not, they helped me to get here, right? Every obstacle, every opportunity. And one of the things I had to uh, come to was that, you know what? I believe in me, even if nobody else does. And it doesn't matter. That's one of the things as, even as a woman, right? So as a woman, women go through so many more emotional roller coasters than men typically do scientifically has has proven that studies have proven that and we always come back to the why question well at this particular juncture we can't keep asking why because we know it exists it's already been proven now we need to address the how how do we recover how do we fix it and one of the ways that we fix it is women have to number one need to stop explaining or excusing their desire for greatness, their desire for success, right? Stop explaining yourself, stop excusing it. And when someone throws you a compliment, you need to grab it and hold on to it because it's yours. Don't throw it back. Oh, you're amazing. No, no, stop, stop. <laughs> no, D thank you. I, I am amazing. Thank you so much. But you know, women, we have this, this hard emotional place because we can't say, you know something? It's okay if you don't like what, I, what I'm offering. I believe in it. I believe in what I'm doing. If you cannot go with me, I understand. Stay there. Thank you for how far you've come and let it go. Men typically do not have the, the handicap and the challenge. If you don't want to ride, bye. <laughs> it's like they, most men are like, let's go. Women have a different struggle. So in business, it's a, ish, a struggle. And then you have to go to the disparities between gender, the disparities between age, the disparities between race, the disparities between accessibility, all this other stuff. You take a person that went to college and has all this book knowledge. Well, they got book knowledge. But then you take a person who doesn't have all that book knowledge, but they got hustle and they got grind and they got grit and they got passion. I promise you the person without that book knowledge will go a lot further because they don't have any other insecurities that they have to stand against. This is all I got. Someone with book knowledge has to say, well, I have to prove that I am eloquent and articulate and I'm going to throw my degrees up and down. And then you're competing with the next degree beside you. Right. So I hope that makes sense. But when we lean into loving where we are, we have to love who we are, love where we are, love our journey, love, love every obstacle, because each one is an opportunity to grow and excel. We can't get knocked down by an obstacle. 
Yeah, I, I agree. There was something you said about Taoism that was, or it reminded me of Taoism, whereas when you love inwardly, you can love outwardly. When you love outwardly, you can love inwardly. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where, um, I guess, seeing the perfection in the, the hand we're dealt mm -hmm. is, I mean, my dad died when I was two. Two, two years old. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, growing up in North Dakota, I've got a wild story. I got a, mm -hmm. I have a long lost sister, didn't know her for the first 33 years of my life. Uh, wow. She never met my mom. My mom passed away before that we were reunited with her. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, if it, for anyone who's ever played cards, you know, you get a hand. <laughs> That's, yeah. Like these are the, okay, we got a hand here, right? And it's got its own quirks and its thing. And it comes almost with like, and there's like ideal play of the hand. Mm -hmm. um, but really at the end of the day, it's sort of like, there's this notion that winning is best, right? Mm -hmm. We definitely have this idea. And so I guess my question is, um, is it having, is it being the richest person on the planet? No, we know that. We know that happiness doesn't, because it's not like everyone else is miserable, but if you have the most money, then you're happy. So the question then becomes is, what is the right amount of money for you? Do you have enough? Are you satisfied with the amount of money that you have? Because if you have a, a cocaine addiction, too much money will kill you. Right. Right. And right. so there is definitely, or can harden your soul. Mm -hmm. um, it can it can cause real problems with your personal life and your fight. You know what I mean? Like there is definitely a thing which is too much money. There's right. definitely not enough, right? And so it, we play this game of what's enough, and we never talk about that. We never talk about like, you know what I mean? It's like, do you yeah. feel like you have enough money? And if the answer is yes, cool, good. Right. Well, let's focus on you know the relationships. Let's focus on your hobbies. Let's focus right. on exercise. You know what I mean? It's like, right. yeah, what a great question. Yeah, that's that is a that's profound, and I and I love it, and, and we can unpack that. So when we look at that, first of all, the society that we're in has 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 translated to us that if you don't have enough, if you don't have this exorbitant amount of money, then you you're missing out on absolute happiness. You're missing out on peace. You're missing out on so many things, right? So there there really is no threshold that has been given to any one person that said there's enough when you're in the workforce and you're working for someone if you're making fifty thousand, it's not enough even though you're paying all your bills it's not enough why because the gold standard is to cross the six-figure mark right so now you cross the six-figure mark and you're working but yet still guess what half of that went to taxes so you're still coming back home with sixty seventy thousand and so we get to that place of when is enough is enough. And that goes back to what I said before. We have to be able to define what is success to us. What are we doing? If you have, if you don't have enough money, it's the same. It can also be the same as being hungry. If I'm hungry and I'm really starving, I can't hear anything that you're saying to me because I am hungry. Feed me, right? If I am in a place of lack, then I can't hear you. I can't understand. I can't process what you're saying. So the goal should be, is my level of success to be able to pay my home off and have some money in the bank so I can travel freely? Is it is it that I need enough money so that I can hire um, a team of seven, a team of 10? Is it that I need enough money so that I can sustain a company that operates in three, four, five countries? Is it that I need enough money to, because I have this project or this tool, this software, this product, whatever that needs to be launched. So 
whenever, and this is a great tempo, whenever I have people that approach me, it's like, hey, we need some strategic planning. We need a brand strategy. Okay, what do you want? We need to make more money. My first question is why? And most people can't answer it. Why do you need to make more money? To do what? Because see, money is a current. Money is energy. And if you don't tell money what to do, then it will do whatever it feels like. And normally it's very idle. So if you don't have a plan for money and you don't tell money what to do, you don't tell it how to be deployed, where to go, how do I want you to be deployed so that when you come back to me, you've 2X, 3X or 4X yourself. When we don't tell money what to do, it will go run rampant. It's idle. So when someone says, I want to make more money, why? Why do you need to make more money? We need more customers. Why? If we don't have an answer to that, we can't move on because you can go get 10 more customers. And if you don't know why you needed 10 more customers, it will never be enough. We can give you 10% more revenue. And if you get the 10% or if you get the 20%, it's never enough because you didn't know why. You had no plan to deploy that money to go do something in the universe so that it can be seed planted. The seed can grow and you can reap a harvest so you can go do more things. Mm, yeah, that's some Simon Sinek vibes you're throwing out there. Yeah. Uh, so one of my big whys is giving, okay, I'll put you this way. Um, so when I was younger, my brother had a work from home job and I was so jealous because so <laughs> I was a public school teacher and I was like, man, I got to wake up. I got to get ready. It's hard. It's difficult. First couple of years of teaching, woo, they will yeah. get your attention. Um, yeah. and, uh, so I'm just like, man, and he literally sits around and just like, he has total autonomy. He doesn't have to, um, commute. Yeah. Just, oh, this is, this is like, who doesn't <laughs> want that? seems like the best thing ever. Right. And now that's what I do for people is I, I provide a, an environment where they get that job here, mm -hmm. be in your pajamas all day. And this mm -hmm. was pre pandemic. And so right. my big why has always been, how do I liberate the maximum number of people to work mm -hmm. in that way. Mm -hmm. And there's a price and the price is you have to be responsible. Uh, you have to be a self-starter. You, mm -hmm. you have to work with very little management. You have to be that kind of person. And I right. can smell it a mm -hmm. mile away when you're not like, I know, I know right. it. Cause I'm that right. person. Like I, I, I know what it's like to have to right. self-start and do all that stuff. So anyway, so that, just to answer your question, even though you didn't ask me, but here's your answer anyway. That's what that's what mine is. Is is you know I just I'm in love with this idea of uh, less car accidents, less carbon emissions on the road, uh, mm -hmm. more work from home. You know, and so I am a vehement opponent to all these companies that are saying no, come back to the office, come back. I'm like uh 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 uh. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I actually have a theory that there's going to be a car accident after someone is forced back to the office and they're going to sue them. There's mm -hmm. no precedent for it yet. Um, but I think that's going to change culturally. And then when companies realize there's some liability there for forcing people back, there's mm -hmm. going to be some to pay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think that uh, to what you said, the pe the persons that have the discipline, when when someone has no discipline, they will have no success. And 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 most people think they only need to be disciplined when they work for themselves. Well, here's the truth of the matter. People are most disciplined when they work for someone else because that's what we've been groomed for. Do as I say. Um, we, we started that in kindergarten. Walk in a straight line. Walk on the left side of the hall. Sit here. Stand here. Go to the restroom. Come back. Wash your hands. Eat. Don't eat. Quiet. Don't, you know, we've been told since like we started in kindergarten what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. 
And then every once in a while, you have that one student, that little kid that's rogue, that's like, I don't want to do what you want to do. I want to do what I want to do. And of course, they're labeled everything in the book, right? And those people are typically the ones that evolve into phenomenal business people, people that have empires that are doing massive things to the with the universe. However, unfortunately, 90% of people do not get all in to anything. They give 50% or less of themselves to anything. So when we have a person and we say, we need you to be um, on time, we need you to execute, we need you to do this, you then have the issue where people have been accustomed being told what to do, when to do. They don't know how to be disciplined, right? So if we don't have a vision for something, there won't be any discipline. I'm not disciplined to something, I won't be successful. Yeah, and you know, when did discipline stop being sexy i don't know but it did um there are some people like jordan peterson and a few there's a bunch of folks out there that are really making it um interesting again and getting people really excited about it mm -hmm. um wim hoff i love wim hoff he's um the ice man he broke he broke a bunch of world guinness world records mm -hmm. um he got me disciplined to take a cold shower <laughs> <laughs> so I start warm. Okay, it's not cold the whole time, but I have I have taken I have and it's like three minutes, you know. Um, and I've done that for over a year, and I'm telling you, man, like when I walk out of a shower after it's been hot the whole time, I'm I'm dragging. I'm like oh, zombified. I'm like tired, you know. But man, you throw in that cold water, and it is ooh, it is delicious and nutritious. It is obvious to me the positive benefits of doing that. Um, and, but ooh, that takes some discipline. And but what's beautiful about it, and you talked about the um, the rad, the radical, which one? Reticular activating system. Reticular activating. Thank you. Um, there's something called the basal ganglia, which you're probably familiar with too as a nurse, but it mm -hmm. it deals with habit formation. And so mm -hmm. now I don't mm -hmm. even feel like taking a cold shower, and I've already made the water cold. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? So like mm -hmm. how I feel about yeah, how I feel about it is relevant because I'm already doing it. And now, mm -hmm. now I'm reaping the benefits. So it's it's a beautiful thing. We could talk for ages. So I'd love to have you back on the show. YouTube.com okay. forward slash Center Rising. If you're listening on iTunes and Spotify after the fact, like most folks do, you know, we love you and we're proud of you. And thank you so much. I um, want to make sure that our guest today, Natasha Davis, MBA. Do I, is that correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. a million. You should see the alphabet soup that comes after <laughs> her name. She has done all the things. Um, RN, BSN, CEME, CSMA, et cetera. Um, what a fantastic conversation. I want to make sure that the folks know where to reach you and that sort of stuff. So why don't you tell them uh, how they do that? Absolutely. So the best way to connect with me, kind of learn more about me is just go to NatashaDavisVisionary.com. That's NatashaDavisVisionary.com. You'll get to learn a little bit more about me and see what I'm up to. And definitely you can connect with me on any of the social media sites. I look forward to staying connected. And Kellen, thank you so much for the opportunity to connect and share with your audience today. Oh, yeah. Absolute blast. Love to have you back on the show. That's NatashaDavisVisionary.com. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you all later.